0: Hi everybody, Cheryl Ackeson here. Welcome to another edition of Full Measure After Hours. I hope you will consider pre-ordering my new book that's coming out. We've unveiled the cover, which you can see at HarperCollins or Amazon or wherever you like to order books. It's called Slanted, How the News Media Taught Us to Love Censorship and Hate Journalism. Today, I'm gonna look at what's coming up on Full Measure for this Sunday, and I'm gonna talk about confusion and controversy Over the payroll tax, and President Trump saying there will be a temporary holiday for some in terms of paying it. Do you have something to say and want to make your own podcast? Let me tell you how to do that for free with Anchor. Anchor has creation tools that let you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. You can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more places. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's all you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Let's start with a brief discussion about the payroll tax and President Trump recently announcing an executive order whereby certain people will be given a holiday or a reprieve from having to pay that, as well as their employees who also have to pay payroll tax to the government. And this is part of a coronavirus measure intended to allow some people to keep more money in their pocket right now, although they and their employers will still right now owe the money at the end of the tax season, but it's apparently to keep the money in circulation for now when people might need it most. Payroll tax is something that Is a constant source of controversy whenever anybody touches it often in the past the payroll tax has been cut temporarily there have been holidays before and president trump of course ignited controversy by making this part of an executive order but there was some widespread misreporting in the immediate aftermath of his announcement he was not terribly clear um, on all the points but if you just read the executive order it says that it applies to those making about $104,000 a year or less. So if you make $105,000 or actually over $104,000, this will not impact you right now. For those making $104,000 or less, you get this holiday, meaning you won't have to pay your payroll taxes and your employer won't for now, as I mentioned. And President Trump mentioned that If he's reelected, he would like to make this permanent. In other words, those people suspended from having to pay the taxes instead of having to pay them back at the end of the tax season, President Trump says if reelected, he would like to make it where they will never have to pay back those taxes. So it becomes a huge benefit. All kinds of misreporting after this announcement, I guess a lot of reporters and analysts and political figures didn't bother to read the executive order. or. Intentionally misled to fearmonger. I'm not sure which it is. You know, it depends on I guess who did it and what their motivation was. But they started reporting immediately, including Bernie Sanders, the Democrat Socialist Senator, that President Trump had announced he's defunding Social Security forever if he gets reelected. Of course, he said nothing of the sort. Um, but what they were saying is the payroll taxes fund Social Security, and therefore. If he is cutting back on them or cutting them, they're claiming he's doing away with Social Security. Their fundamental misunderstanding, of course, this only applies temporarily and to those making about $104,000 or less. Washington Post didn't have that in their original story. The New York Times didn't have that in their original story. So again, sloppy reporting or disingenuous reporting. But this does bring up something interesting. I think payroll tax is confusing for a lot of people. They don't understand what the payroll taxes go toward. They don't understand when it is cut back, um, why it's cut back or what happens to the funding that's supposed to go into these pots like social security. If indeed the money's cut back, what happens? And it reminded me of a story that I did for CBS News back in 2012. And it was an investigation that I called Hidden Mortgage Fee Paying for Payroll Tax Cut And I thought I would read you the transcript of this story from 2012, and I will post the video at CherylAckeson.com this week in case you're interested in seeing the actual story, because I learned a lot in reporting this. And it started, the hunt for this started with talk about President Obama extending a current payroll tax cut that had been in effect already in 2012. And the question was, How would that be paid for? In other words, how would the government make up for giving this benefit out? And what they devised, what Congress devised secretly was something that really costs and impacts us in a big way that we just don't see or know about. It's pretty outrageous, really, how much of a benefit we are getting from the payroll tax cut versus what they're secretly doing to make up for it that's costing us a whole lot more. I will explain. So here's the beginning of this story. I'm going to read the transcript from February 9th, 2012. This piece was on the CBS Morning News. Just before Christmas, American workers got a rare gift from Washington politicians. The current payroll tax cut would be extended for two more months. At the time, both President Barack Obama and House Speaker John Boehner lauded the move to avoid a tax increase for millions of working Americans. But there's something the politicians weren't bragging about, the fact that they're paying for the two-month tax cut with what has turned into a brand-new fee on home buyers. The new fee is a minimum of one-tenth of one percent on Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac-backed house loans and is likely to go much higher. It will be imposed for the next 10 years on most mortgages and refinancings, and it lasts for the life of the loan let me deviate from the transcript for a minute to give some context on this. So this story is done in 2012. It's a new tax that's being imposed on most mortgages and refinancings over what then was the next 10 years. So it's still happening and going to happen for two more years until 2022. And it lasts for the life of the loan, meaning let's say you get a mortgage refin- or refinancing this year and it's a 30-year loan, this tax that we're talking about, this hidden mortgage tax I'm going to tell you about, will last for the life of your loan. So, back to the transcript. For every $200,000 on the mortgage or refinancing, this tax amounts to paying an extra $15 a month. It's bad news for Patty Anderson, who's buying a home in Virginia. Anderson will save a couple of hundred dollars from having her payroll tax cut extended, but her mortgage broker told her the new fee would cost her almost $9,500. Again, deviating from the transcript for a moment. So the actual payroll tax cut for two months, the extension was going to save this particular home buyer a couple of hundred dollars on her paycheck, but added into her new mortgage would be a total of $9,500 to get that couple of hundred dollars. She said, back to the transcript, I was absolutely startled that it would add up to that much. What's more, the $35.7 billion collected in fees through this hidden process in mortgages will not go into the Social Security Fund to replace the lost payroll tax. It goes to the general treasury where Congress can spend it however they please. Bill Burnett, who is Anderson's broker, the woman we're talking to, and president of the Virginia Association of Mortgage Brokers, said, you won't see Congress's new charge in the paperwork with the home loans, but it's there. Quote, it's actually built into this interest rate. You would never see the fee as a cost to you, he said, but the fee will affect a, quote, very large number of homeowners. Quote, Your pocketbook is being raided in order to pay for a tax policy issue decided at the last minute, probably by people who didn't understand fully what they were legislating on. CBS News went to Capitol Hill to ask what Congress was thinking when they passed the mortgage fee height. Boehner pointed the finger at the Senate. So Boehner's in the House. He's a House leader. Quote, as you're well aware, this bill came over from the Senate, he says. I don't know how they justified it. We would rather have offset the two-month payroll tax extension with reductions in spending. But then the Senate blamed the House, and Democrats and Republicans blamed each other. So deviating from the transcript, I really wanted to track down and pinpoint exactly who was responsible for this hidden mortgage tax. And literally, each person we asked blamed somebody else. So the leaders on Capitol Hill who were in charge Claim not to know, and each claiming the other did it. Each party claiming the other was responsible, House blaming the Senate, and so on. One congressman at the time, this is going back to the transcript, Florida Republican Alan West said he tried to blow the whistle on the whole thing before Christmas, before it went into effect. Quote, I read the legislation and raised the flag, says Congressman Alan West. Unfortunately, nobody paid attention to what I was saying at the time. He called the fee a backdoor tax increase on the middle class. Quote, it absolutely is, says Congressman Alan West, because you're talking about the homeowner when you're talking about the people that are going to be using the Fannie Mae, the Freddie Mac, the government-sponsored enterprises. It is absolutely a tax increase on them, the middle class. An Obama administration official defended the mortgage fee, calling it modest. She said it is, quote, unlikely to negatively affect borrowers, because increases, quote, will be phased in over the next two years, and it will, quote, help bring private capital back to the mortgage market, which is good for borrowers over the long term. Maybe so, but Patty Anderson only knows that for the next 30 years, she'll be haunted by the Washington ghost of Christmas past. She said, quote, I think it just looks like Washington grabbing more money. When we come back, I am going to go over really what payroll taxes are according to the IRS, what each category is, and what it pays for. Be back in just a moment. We're back. We're going to talk about exactly what payroll taxes are because it's very confusing. I certainly am no expert on it. I will tell you when you go to irs.gov to look at their explanation, it's a bit arcane, unfortunately. It doesn't really tell you in plain language I think what You need to know so i will read you some of that first and then we'll break it down in terms that are i think a little easier to understand first federal income tax well employers where you work in general according to the irs must withhold federal income tax from your wages to figure out how much tax to withhold Um, and that's pretty much in the control of the employee The IRS provides these withholding tables. That, I think, is very confusing. Anyway, Social Security and Medicare taxes, well, employers must withhold part of Social Security and Medicare taxes, in other words, the money that funds these programs, from your wages, and you pay a matching amount yourself to figure out how much tax in this instance is to be withheld. The employer determines that and uses a special form. Um, For 2016, for example, the employee tax rate for social security was 6.2%. So 6.2% of your income was taken out for social security in 2016. And to make it more complicated, the social security wage base limit is $118,500, meaning only the first $118,500 of your earnings are taxed for the Social Security and Medicare taxes of 6.2%. So if you don't make above $118,000, then all of your income is taxed at 6% if you make above a certain minimum. But if you make above $118,500, the income above that amount is no longer taxed your first part of the income is, but above that amount is not taxed at 6.2% for Social Security and Medicare. Then there's something called additional Medicare tax. Starting in 2013, the IRS says employers were told to withhold from your paycheck an additional nine-tenths of 1% on your wages and compensation if it's over a certain threshold amount based on your filing status, it says. So Um, Again, a little bit confusing, but more money is withheld from some people. The employer does not have to match that amount um, when they make that payment. Federal unemployment tax is called FUTA, F-U-T-A. Maybe they say FUTA. I'm not sure how it's pronounced. But employers report and pay unemployment taxes separately from income tax, Social Security, and Medicare tax. It says at irs.gov, employers report and pay food tax separately from income tax, Social Security, and Medicare taxes. And that comes from their funds that employees, meaning you, the worker, do not pay this tax or have it withheld from their pay. So it's a payroll tax of sorts that's covered by your employer. Are you confused? Because I sure am. So I looked at a couple of resources, and I'm going to read from TaxFoundation.org that puts this in simpler terms. Um, it talks about, if you were to pull out your latest pay stub this, stub, this is written by John Olson in 2016, by the way, you would see two important lines among the list of taxes taken out of your wages, FICA and Med FICA. And it's, John Olson says, if you were to do the math, these two lines which stand for FICA is Federal Insurance Contributions Act and MedFICA is Medicare Federal Insurance Contributions Act, they eat up 7.65% of your wages. So these are payroll taxes as they're commonly known. And as John Olson says, there's a lot more than meets the eye to these Payroll taxes. Put simply, he says payroll taxes are the taxes paid on your wages and salaries. They are used to finance social insurance programs such as Social Security and Medicare. According to Tax Foundation research, these social insurance taxes make up 23.05% of combined federal, state, and local government revenue, the second largest source of government revenue in the U.S. So to digest that, The taxes that you pay out of your paycheck for Social Security and Medicare make up 23% of all the government's revenue, these payroll taxes. The largest of these social insurance taxes are the two federal payroll taxes that show up as FICA and MedFICA, as I mentioned on your pay stub. The first one, FICA, is a 12.4% tax tax that funds Social Security, but it's split up. I'm I'm deviating from what John Olson's explaining for a moment. A 12.4% tax to fund Social Security, that's FICA. The second tax, MedFICA, is a 2.9% tax on your income to fund Medicare. So the combined rate of both of these taxes for Social Security and Medicare from your paycheck is 15.3%, but half of these payroll taxes, are paid directly by the employers, and the other half is taken out of your paycheck. So 7.65%, a 7.65% tax is paid by your employer, and a 7.65% tax on your income is taken out of your paycheck. Now, John Olson of the Tax Foundation argues that even though it appears to be a split in who's paying that total tax, um, he argues that really the employees pay all of it rather than workers employers each paying 7.65 percent which is what it looks like he says employers send their portion of the tax to the government and then decrease workers wages by that percentage almost 7.65 percent and then the workers pay their share so he's arguing that in effect there is hardly such a thing as the employer side payroll tax Because almost the entire burden of the payroll tax is passed on to employees. Now, as you know, there's another big tax you pay, or most people pay, out of their uh, payroll, and that's an income tax, different than payroll taxes in terms of the government's lexicon. Payroll taxes, which are used to fund those specific programs we've talked about, are different from what the government calls income taxes. Income taxes, as you know, are uh, taxed at both the federal and state levels, except in cases like Florida where the state doesn't have an income tax. And sometimes cities and other municipalities also have local taxes. In general, the income taxes are put into the government's general fund, the federal income taxes, at the U.S. Treasury. So while everyone pays a flat payroll tax, the same percentage, Income taxes are generally progressive, and that means that the more you make, not only do you pay more, even if your percentage was the same as everybody else, but you pay a higher percentage as well. Then state income tax, of course, if there is one, goes into the state's treasury. I hope that is clarified a little bit, something that I think is confusing to all of us as you hear discussion and debate about. President Trump's move to give a temporary holiday from the payroll taxes of Americans who are earning $104,000 or less. Now on to full measure. We are still in reruns this week, but I hope you will consider watching anyway because I'll bet a lot of you missed the program the first time around and all of this is still interesting and relevant. First, the cover story is about the famous or infamous Supreme Court decision known as Citizens United, I find a lot of people evoke that phrase or that case but don't really know all that much about it. I would count myself among those who didn't know much about it until I decided to dig in and see how it started, what it really has meant in terms of campaign financing, what has been the real impact, separating fact from fiction as people just throw out the term and I think sometimes are not accurate in what they think think happened with Citizens United and what they think it's all about. So I'll be digging into the landmark ruling, talking to Democrats and Republicans and advocates on both sides as we approach the 2020 election. And one of the most interesting things I've learned, wait until you hear about the surprising origins of a lawsuit. I will give you one hint. It has to do with the liberal documentary maker Michael Moore. Also Sunday, uh, Lisa Fletcher is going to update us on Federal action to try to fix shortfalls in funding for fire prevention. The background to this is we've been covering the massive California wildfires, very sad and expensive situation. And as you may know, a California power company is blamed for sparking many of the state's massive wildfires through not properly maintaining the power lines, which spark the fires in nearby brush. But a lot of tax money that's intended for fire prevention and fire control, has had to be spent in California putting out the fires and responding to these emergencies. And that has left a critical gap in funding, Lisa has reported in the past. For the measures that could help prevent the fires, the normal stuff you do to try to make it where if a fire starts in the woods, it won't spread as far because there is management of the vegetation and so on. Well, they haven't had the money to do that because so much of the money is going for these emergency measures but it becomes this sort of self-fulfilling loop where the fires are going to be worse the less prevention you do but as the fires are worse you're spending all your money on that and not the prevention anyway she's going to have an update on what's being done about that that may help be a fix and also sunday on full measure i'm going to give you a peek at a really fascinating documentary about the life of supreme court justice clarence thomas african-american as you may know Thomas typically shuns the spotlight, but he did give a rare and very lengthy in-depth interview for this documentary. It's so interesting to hear from him, to hear about his start and his upbringing. I know there are some surprises in there for you, even if you think you know something about Clarence Thomas. So I hope you will check out Full Measure for off-narrative, old-fashioned news reporting you won't see anywhere else. Meantime, I am off-researching and reporting on news stories for our fall season six, which starts September 13th on Sunday, and I'm really excited about all of the off-narrative stories that we'll be bringing you and reporting in a fair, nonpartisan fashion. Some really good author interviews. Most of the reporting is not political, but we'll have political interviews as well. Um, we will tackle some tough topics such as How has legalized marijuana, which may be coming to a state near you if it's not already there, how has it impacted the states that have already passed it? What are some of the surprises and disappointments that even the advocates have expressed? We'll be talking about that. I've made another trip to the border as I frequently do to see without an agenda what's going on on the border. What are the officials and the residents reporting in terms of drug trafficking and illegal immigration? All kinds of great stories that I know other people are not going to bring you on Sundays. I hope you will look for, on full measure, Season 6, starting this fall. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast, and I hope you will check out my other podcast as well called the Cheryl Ackeson Podcast. That will come out this week on Friday around 3 p.m. Eastern Time. August 14th. And in that, I will continue with my famous list or infamous list of media mistakes in the era of Trump. I will pick up, I think, with number 36 and analyze through number 60 on my list. If you're interested in these media mistakes and this analysis, you can look at, look at the Cheryl Axon podcast in Full Measure After Hours. And in the title, I will have up there if, if it's one that lists the media mistakes and what numbers that we've gone through in that particular podcast. I also hope you will consider pre-ordering my new book, Slanted, How the News Media Taught Us to Love Censorship and Hate Journalism. It will be a great stocking stuffer. Buy it for yourself or someone that you care about. It'll be coming out toward the end of November, but get your pre-order in soon. There's also a way that I have on my website under the Slanted tab that you can... Order it and get a free signed book plate, that's a sticker, to go inside the book. Until next time, do your own research, make up your own mind, think for yourself.